Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Moneymaker, the podcast that gives you the tools to enrich your life in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Nelly Galan. Let's get started. Susie Orman, you are, as as young people would say today, the GOAT. You are the GOAT (laughs) of all things finance, and you are my GOAT because I would not know anything about anything being a Latina that came here as an immigrant with parents that lost everything if it wasn't for Susie Orman because I saw you and because I read all your books and pursued you, as you know. And really, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have even thought to write a book to talk to minority women about finance and entrepreneurship. So I just honor you so much. And I stand on your shoulders because you are just the GOAT. I love you so much and I appreciate you so much. Oh, Nellie, I have to tell you, I have goosebumps everywhere right now. Um, But I do want to say something to you about what you just said. I, over the 40 years I've been doing this now, Nellie, have talked to millions and millions of women and men and non-binaries and every possible person out there. And not all listened to me. Mm -hmm. Not all took what I was saying to them, to their inner beings that allowed them to become who they were meant to be always. So even though you credit me, Natalie, you got to credit yourself. You have got to honor yourself. You have got to understand that you, Nellie, decided on your own that you were going to be more, you were going to have more, you were going to help others be more, but everything you've ever told others to do, Nellie, as well, have they listened? Have they taken it to where they need to take it? And chances are they have not. So you, Nellie, are your own self-goat. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you, Susie. Thank you so much. You know what? It's it's important for women and, and not just women, because men listen to this podcast. Young people are going to listen to this podcast. But, you know, so many of us have to realize that sometimes we grow up in environments and you did too, right, Susie, that our families could not guide us in the right direction or the people we were around. You have to have an instinct to really attract to you people smarter, more knowledgeable that are, you know, and, and really not have to go through everything the hardest possible way. Really listen to other people and let them lead you into a better place. And I think that's what you're saying. And for me, I'm a grower. And so, you know, when I started listening to you, it was just very powerful for me. And by the way, most people don't know, Susie wrote the forward to my book. Thank you so much again for that. (laughs) You know, I tell everyone my Susie story, and I don't even know, Susie, if you even remember this, But I called you a couple of months after the book came out and I said to you, Susie, thank you so much for writing the forward to my book. And, you know, we knew each other, but, you know, not that well. And you just came through for me. So you are just 
so generous. And I said to you, Susie, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And you said, you said something to me that I never heard another woman say. And to this day, when I tell people straight, it makes me cry. You said, Nellie, I am complete. I want to help you more. And I thought to myself, I have never heard a woman say, I am complete. And I remember thinking, Susie, and I, I haven't told you this, but I remember thinking, no matter how I really feel, when any woman asks me for help, I'm going to remember what Susie Orman said, and I'm going to act as if. I'm going to think to myself, I am complete, and I have more to give you. So I just want you to know how much of an impact you've had mm -hmm. on my life. Thank you, and you should know I'm still complete. That's so beautiful. Well, Susie, I want to start with something I've been wanting to talk to you about. By the way, I love your website. I love your, your website is like the best school. Anybody that wants to really learn, just go on Susie's website. Actually, and, go on my podcast. And your podcast is If you is really amazing. want to yes. learn, yes. you have got to go to the Women and Money podcast. You have to join the Women and Money community app where we talk to one another. I answer questions there. That is a community that really helps to complete you, just so you know. Well, you had a very big health scare a few years yeah. ago, and I loved reading about it because I didn't want to bother you because I knew you were, you were going through it. But I loved that you said it made you very vulnerable because you realized that you tell women every day that they're in denial about their finances, which we are. And you tell people out there that they're in denial about their finances. And yet you were a little bit in denial of your health. And I No, Nellie, I was not a little bit in denial <laughs> about my health. I was seriously big time denial mm -hmm. about my health. Mm -hmm. And that taught you a lot, right? You said that it really changed your opinion about also what's most important, but also what are the most important things that you had to do when you have a health crisis? Yeah, it's interesting when you're a strong person. You know, I'm a strong mm -hmm. woman. And I would work seven days a week. I mean, I remember there was one year that KT, who is my spouse, the two of us, we did not spend more than one day in the same city for one full year. Wow. I went almost 10 years working seven days a week without a vacation ever. But I love my work. I didn't want to stop my work. I felt like it was vital and I loved it and I was doing it. So nothing could stop me. And then it was, I'll never forget this. It was, I was taping my PBS special that's still playing, by the way. Mm -hmm. And this was in 2019. And I'm taping it in a theater in Miami. And to get on stage, I had to walk up four or five steps. Not a big deal. And I got there early and I walked up on stage to make sure what it all looked like. And I had to pull myself up those stairs. And because my right leg just wouldn't do it, it wouldn't mm. hold me. And I'm thinking, what the heck is that about? So I do this special, I get through it. And then as time goes on, my right leg is getting weaker and I'm noticing things and all of a sudden I'm noticing that I can't really hold a pen or a fork and I'm thinking it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And now I'm calling these doctors on the phone and having Zoom meetings with them or whatever. 
And finally, one doctor says, you need to go and get an MRI. And I'm mm. like, okay. And it's in July now mm. of 2020. And we're going on KT's birthday. And pandemic's out there. Mm. Everything's there. I had just gotten back also from New York. I had just launched my book at the time, the new one, The Ultimate Retirement Guide for 50 Plus. Nothing was stopping me. Nothing. Mm. And I go there and I get an MRI. And all of a sudden, I hear the doctor that ordered the MRI in the MRI room saying, Susie, we have to talk. <laughs> I'm like, is that the doctor's voice that I'm hearing? And it turned out that I had a tumor that mm. had cut off 99% of my spinal cord. And the week before I was on my boat and they were afraid for me to move because it was going to snap. And if it snapped, there I was either dead or quadriplegic. Mm. And before I know it, I'm on a plane to Brigham Women's Hospital in Boston because they needed specialists to operate on it because not everybody could do this. And KT and I were told that here are the two outcomes. It will either be a life-threatening operation, worst case. Best case, it will be a lifestyle-altering operation, plus chances are I will be blind. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at KT, and, I mean, it happened so fast. We really couldn't even say anything. And... 12 hours later, after 20 surgeons were in that surgery room, 12 hours, I come out and I'm able to move everything. And the doctors now are like in shock. They're, they, wow. they can't even believe it. However, the ramifications of that was I was walking on a walker for a long time, right? My left side is what was now injured because of the nerves over there having stretched so far to the right side. And here we are, you know, in 2023, and just now my left arm is tolerable in terms of its pain. But for a long time, KT had to do everything for me. When I went to the bathroom, I couldn't do anything. Mm. I mean, everything for me. But what was so great about it, Nellie, believe it or not, and I wouldn't change it for all the money in the world, is I talked about it on the podcast. Mm. And I got thousands of emails from other women and their children who went through something similar with this type of tumor. It was called a schwannoma tumor. It was not cancerous. And how much hope they had because if Susie Orman could go through it, they could go through mm -hmm. it. What I read is that you also talked about realizing if a crisis like this happens to you, you know, everything you've been teaching, are you really ready? Did you, did you have everything in order? I thought that was yeah. also fascinating. You got to like, you might have to read your own book and, and go, am I really ready for all this? Yeah. And I was lucky because financially, there's no way I could have worked for over two years. No way. Mm -hmm. What if I wasn't Susie Orman? I wasn't set up financially. What would somebody do? So that experience gave me even more compassion mm. for those who 
are ill or they don't have the money to get through it. Or it gave me a whole new understanding of what that would feel like, even though I didn't have to do that part of it. And it just, I have to tell you, it made me a softer, more gentler soul. It really did, because I had a hardcore part of me. Now, I was like, now I can still be that, but that's not who I am anymore. Mm. I look at things very, very differently and with far more compassion, far more understanding, and even far more desire to want to help complete others. So it was a great thing in the end that happened. It really was. And even though the doctors about eight months ago told me I would never be better than I was, and I was like, I can't go through this the rest of my life like this. And they said, this is it, Susie. You're not going to get any better. I refused to believe them. I refused. I was like, you are not going to stop me. You are not going to tell me I can't do something. I don't care what you think. And all of you listen to me out there because I don't care whether it's your health or your wealth. I don't care what other experts tell you. I don't care what your friends tell you. I don't care what your family tells you. I only care what do you tell yourself. Do you tell yourself that nobody can stop you from being who you are meant to be? Nobody can stop you from being successful in a business that you want to try. Nobody can stop you from being healthy if you want to be healthy or at least try. And sure enough, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I don't know what happened to the nerves, but they kind of woke up. And I wrote all of the doctors and I told them. And they all wrote me back saying, Susie, we're so happy for you. We can't mm. believe it. Maybe wow. they couldn't believe it, but I believed it. And I never gave up. And nor can any of you when it comes to your health or your wealth. But your health has to always take priority. You know, I find it fascinating that when you work in a space and you're helping people in a space, then you get these lessons. You know, for me, the lesson was, I always tell women, don't buy shoes, buy buildings, especially minority women, because we tend to not do that. And I also had to live through the pandemic in California where none of your tenants pay rent. So you get these lessons. I know that one of the things that I find interesting about your health issue is, you know, most people in America go bankrupt from health problems, don't they? Yes, that's the number one reason for bankruptcy. So, I mean, can you imagine going back to what were, are some takeaways that, from your experience now that you've been through that and you were blessed and privileged that you didn't have to worry about not working? What are you telling people they have to now be careful of? You know, we're all ticking time bombs. We could have health problems, any of us. We could have an accident. Anything could happen to us. How should we prepare for that? The number one thing that I've always told people to do as far back as I can remember, is every single one of us needs an emergency savings account. $20 is better than no dollars. $80 is better than 20. And I know everybody thinks, Susie, I can't even afford to pay my bills. How do you expect me to save money? And I always think to myself and say to them, by the way, if you can't afford to pay your bills while you have a paycheck coming in, 
How are you going to pay those exact same bills when you no longer have a paycheck coming in? Mm-hmm. And you have got to put yourself first, especially as a woman. Because as women, we tend to put our spouses, our families, our children, our next door neighbors, our aunts, our uncles, our employers, our employees ahead of every possible need that we may have. And it's not until we're in our 50s or our 60s or even older that all of a sudden we find ourselves in a situation where maybe our spouse left us. Or if we were strong enough, we left our spouse because it was an abusive relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Our kids are in worse financial shape than we are, or our kids don't really care because they're off taking care of their own families and their kids. Now we don't have a job anymore because we're getting older and everybody's cutting back and nobody is out there to help us. And now here we are all alone. And now what do we do? So don't let ourselves get into those situations. You know, Mm -hmm. Nellie, that's one of the reasons that for the first time ever, after all the offers I have been made over my entire career, that I decided to join forces with two other people to create a fintech by the name of Secure Save. Because the goal of money is for you to be secure, Mm -hmm. period. So all of you should be asking yourselves the question, Are you secure? Do you feel secure? Mm. If you don't feel secure, that means you feel insecure. And the only reason you would feel insecure is because you aren't powerful with the money you have. You aren't in control of your financial future. You have become dependent on everybody else. You have refused to take those financial reins into your own hands and take that financial horse where you want it to go. Mm. So I've gotten really involved with people, especially who don't have any savings. They don't have $400 to their name. Do you know that recently we did a survey and approximately 67% of the people out there do not have any money at all. They are living paycheck to paycheck. Like what is that about everybody? And to be fair, during the pandemic, I think people went crazy. I mean, people would collect PPP money or people would collect, you know, grants from states. And it's almost like the mental health went crazy. Everybody just needed to make themselves happy. And you hear so many stories about people going into such debt during the pandemic. Yes and no. Believe it or not, Nellie, during the pandemic for many, they made more money not going to work because they didn't have to pay rent. You know that Mm. one. They didn't have to pay rent. They still don't have to pay currently their student loan payments. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to pay insurance. They didn't have to pay mortgage. They were able to stay at home. They got stimulus checks for themselves, their spouse, their kids. They got unemployment checks plus an additional unemployment check. They got more money staying at home without having to pay out as much as they normally did. And at that time, do you know that savings account rates skyrocketed? 
The amount of money that people during the pandemic absolutely were able to save because there wasn't anything to spend the money on. They couldn't go in their car to go to work or to go to someplace because you could go to anybody's house. You couldn't go out to eat. And you actually accumulated all this money. Then the world opens up again. And then you went into denial spending and you spent everything you had saved. And now you're all in again, starting to be in serious credit card debt. You're not defaulting on that debt yet, but it will come soon because a recession, in my opinion, is right around the corner waiting for all of us to walk into. Mm. Well, look what happened last week. I mean, how should we feel secure when even the goody two-shoes that do everything right when you have the beginning of a bank crisis last week? I have to tell you, as an immigrant from Cuba, I had PTSD all over again. Like, oh my God, the banks. I mean, we are in a very precarious moment in time. So even when we do all the right things, you still have right now insecurity about money. Except different than before with Latin American banks and certain things, the banks and the credit unions here in the United States are protected by something called FDIC insurance for banks, NCUA insurance for credit unions. And if you understood how to work with it, you can insure far more than the $250,000 in each account, although that is a whole lot of money. But you could insure easily up to $1.2 million in each account that you had. I've done many podcasts on that on my Women and Money podcast, a podcast on, I think it was the 19th. I had Sheila Bear who was the chairman of the FDIC in 2006 through 2011, who saved the economy truthfully. And in 2008, Sheila and I did many public service announcements. I redid the website for FDIC, as well as the calculator. And we really were credited with stopping a run on the banks. Mm -hmm. So... I know how it works. She knows how it works because she said it was going to happen in 2006, but of course, nobody would listen to her, just so you know, mm. uh, because why? She was a woman, but that's besides the point. And so therefore, if you have money in a bank or in a credit union and you are within the insured limits, it does not matter what happens to any bank that you happen to be with or credit union, you will absolutely get your money back. You know, however, my podcast is sponsored by the Alliant Credit Union. And I don't get paid to say this. Mm -hmm. However, the deal with them that I allowed them to sponsor my podcast was this, you have to help those who don't have any money. So right. you are going to open up what's called the Ultimate Opportunity Savings Account. So all of you, this is how you start. You put $100 a month into the Ultimate Opportunity Savings Account at Alliant Credit Union. does not cost you anything. You do that every single month for 12 consecutive months. At the end of the 12th month, you get $100. They also are currently paying 3.10% on that money. 
Now, it's not like you put in $1,200 right now and you leave it there. No, it's $100 a month or whatever you want to put in, but at least $100 a month to get you in the habit of saving. So when you do the calculation, that's like a 16 or 17% return on your money. You need the money at any time. As long as you leave at least $100 in there, you still are getting your 3.10%. It will go up possibly if interest rates go up. And if you put in $1,200 at the end, you still get the extra $100. So you have access to it. It doesn't cost you anything. You would do it by going to myalliant.com. And that's where you go to look for me, because this is only through people that I send there. Mm. For those people who are looking now for a decent interest rate, they are giving 5% for a one-year certificate of deposit. Mm. So they are doing things. And very shortly, we're going to bring this out for kids. So if you have a kid and all they can do is put in $50 or whatever, I'm trying to pay people to save It is just that simple. So if you don't have a pot to pee in and you just want to start, you might want to think about starting there. To give you an idea how successful it was, Nellie, over $300 million in the past two years have gone into those accounts. Well, and I love the kid thing because I think that's the number one group of people we have to start teaching about money. It's Yeah. Very tough. So Susie, I want to make sure to, I don't want to leave with the health thing without talking to everybody about the paperwork that you have to have ready for crisis. And I know that you think that in healthcare, so many people, and I've taken care of my neighbor that was at the end of her life, didn't have the will, didn't have any. Let's go back to that for a moment and really remind people, what is the paperwork you have to have in the middle of a health crisis, or you will be sorry? Yeah, besides just a health crisis, it's death. Yeah. You know, so many people think, oh, I don't have any money. All I need is a will. You are now buying the ticket that most lawyers want to sell you, in my opinion, because they're the ones that make money on you if all you have is a will. Now, it is possible or it is probable that many of you own a home out there. Even if that home is underwater, or if that home has absolutely no equity in it. Let's just say you do. Every single one of you out there should have what I call the must-have documents. Not only should you have a will, not only should you have a living revocable trust, and I'll tell you why in a second, you also need an advanced directive and a durable power of attorney for health care. Now, why do you need those things? Let's start with the health paperwork first. In advance of you getting sick, you have to give a directive to doctors that tell them, do you want to put on life support or do you not? What is your directive if you cannot make decisions for yourself? If you can't do that, then Who is going to make those decisions for you? And you have to tell your doctors what you want to see happen. Oh, now you are on life support. Who has the power of attorney to pull you off life support? 
So you have to think about mm. those things before you get sick, before you can't speak for yourself, before something happens. So those are really important. However, let's say you're lucky and you don't get sick. You're never in an accident. Nothing like that ever happens to you. You also have to know that your children, once they turn the age of 18, guess what, everybody? If they end up in a hospital, they are no longer a minor. Mm. You have no authority to sign anything or make any decision for them unless they have given it to you through these documents. So if you can't do it for yourself, women, you better start doing it for your children. Now, I know when I say do it for your children, you'll do it. Right, because of that. Now, next. Wow, you, you scared me on that one. I had my son, you're right. I don't have that. So I have to do that. Yeah, you have to get one for it. And he has to get it, giving you the authority mm-hmm. to do so. Hold on. Moneymaker will be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get back to the show. The other thing that I really was shocked about this year, because I've been going back and forth from Florida to California and trying to move to Florida, every year or every two years, you have to really look at you know all these documents and update them because things change in your life. I realize when you move to another state, the laws are completely different. The tax laws are completely different. So it's not just do it once and go to sleep. It's update these documents. You forget even what you write a couple years before. It's so interesting. Yeah, but that's why what really gets changed a lot, so two things everybody should remember, when you have a retirement account at work, a 401k or a 403b, or if you work for the federal government, a thrift savings plan, make sure that you check your beneficiaries. Who did you designate Mm. as a beneficiary on those accounts, your IRA accounts, your Roth IRAs, or whatever retirement account you have, for two reasons. Number one, you cannot designate a minor to be a beneficiary. Mm. Because if you've designated one of your kids who is a minor, they legally cannot inherit money when Mm. they are a minor. So what you have left them, including a life insurance policy, possibly, will go into a blocked account at a bank until they are of legal age. They will not be able to get that money or do anything with it. That's number one. Number two, 
You've been in a relationship. You made your spouse the beneficiary of your retirement accounts. Now you've just gone through a horrific divorce. Or your beneficiary or your spouse died. And now here you are and you die. And now your beneficiary is your ex-spouse who you hated. So now your kids don't get any money or now it's tied up because your beneficiary was somebody who's dead. So you never think about checking those things. A will is simply a document that says where your assets are to go upon your death, but it does it in the most cost inefficient way possible. We're going to take your state because you say your real estate, Nellie, is in California. Mm -hmm. Do you know that in California, if all you have is a will and your real estate is just in your name and now you die, you're no longer alive to sign over the deed Mm -hmm. to that property Mm -hmm. to somebody else. So the will has to be probated. Do you know in the state of California, Nellie, that probate fees are statutory? If you have a $200,000 home, I'll just do it on a ridiculous number Mm -hmm. because you can't even buy a twig in California for $200,000. But all right, you have a $200,000 home that has a $200,000 mortgage on it and you die statutory probate fees Mm -hmm. in the state of California for that $200,000 piece of property that doesn't have any equity in it will be approximately $15,000 to $20,000. And why is that? Because all you have is a will that says who's to get it when you die. That will has to go through a court procedure, as I said, called probate, where a judge has to validate that that truly is your will. That Mm -hmm. will take six months to two years, most likely one to two years. To open up probate will be $1,000 or $2,000. And after they have validated that, yes, this is what you wanted, the judge then has to sign your name on the deed over to the person that you're living this to. Oh, my Lord. A horrific mess. What could you have done and what should you do? If you had simply created a living revocable trust, part of the must-have documents, where you change the title from Nellie Galan right now mm-hmm. to Nellie Galan trustee for the Nellie Galan Trust. Mm-hmm and you transfer the title into that trust, your income taxes do not change, your property taxes do not change. It's held for your beneficiary while you are alive, and upon your death, you name somebody else, whoever the beneficiary it is. Let's say it was me. Mm -hmm. So you die, and now two weeks later, because you've already signed it over, while you were alive, held for your benefit while you're alive. And because you're also the trustee of that trust, if you start to hate me, you know, you can get rid of me. Who cares? Right? Wow. But two weeks later, it goes to me, no probate, 
possibly a $700 fee to transfer all the titles and everything, but that's it. Next, Nellie, you get sick. You now are incapacitated. And everybody needs to sell this property because you need the money. Can they sell it? No, they cannot because you, Nellie, cannot sign the deed because you are incapacitated. So somebody is going to have to take you down to probate court, conservatorship, that in California, $5,000 to do so. And from that point on, whoever did that, they then have to check in every single year. Are they doing what should be done with your money? If you had a living revocable trust that had an incapacity clause in it, it says you could sign for yourself. In case of an incapacity, you name who can sign for you, vice versa. In case that happens, one doctor says Nellie is incapacitated, done. Susie, when you do a new document, do you have to have it re-notarized so that yes, so that when you die, they know which was the last document that you did? Yes, and what you should do is possibly keep all the other ones as well. Mm. Maybe draw a line through them just so they can see that you did update it. And mm. this is the latest version. Remember, everybody, you have got to keep the original version because online versions are not valid in courts. So this is a document that you seriously have to keep safe and sound. These kind of documents are very important and you have to yeah, keep Yeah, they're important. Very- What's interesting about it is that nobody ever thinks that they're going to be in a flood. Can people in California say that anymore? I've been in fires, floods. I've had it all happen. So yeah. <laughs> nobody thinks the worst things could happen, but they do happen. Yeah. I want us to leave with speaking a little bit about retirement because yes. you have been knee deep in retirement. And I find that this is a situation that so many people are upset about because so many people thought they were going to get to retirement age and it was going to be easier and they were going to move to cheaper places and that they had enough money. All the women that I talk to and all the, especially minorities are saying to me, we're going to have to work till we're 85. We don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. So tell me what you're saying to people 55 and older, and then let's do a cautionary tale for younger people because I think they think it's so far off, but if they just start early, it would be so much easier. The only type of retirement account that I think everybody should have is a Roth retirement account. If you happen to be working at a place where they offer you a retirement account, they match your contribution. You put in a dollar, maybe they give you 50 cents, and they offer you a traditional retirement account which means you get to get a tax write-off for it, it's pre-tax, or a Roth retirement account, and you think to yourself, I want the tax write-off, so you do the traditional, you are making the biggest mistake out there. Or if you do happen to open up an IRA on your own, you decide, I'm going to do a traditional IRA. Why is that? Right? That's because you want the tax write-off. And you decide not to do a Roth IRA. Why? Because, ah, why would you need so? You want the tax write off. Mm-hmm. You are to, from this day forward, only to do Roth retirement accounts. 
And that is because what you see is what you get. If you don't have a lot of money to save, you are not in a high tax bracket. So if you're not in a high tax bracket, why do you care about a silly little tax write-off right now when you could be putting money away, letting it grow tax-free, and later on in life, withdrawing it tax-free? You don't need it later on in life. All right, you leave it to your beneficiaries. They get to take it out tax-free. The problem with what's happening in the United States right now is we are in tremendous deficit. Mm. If you think all of us are in debt, we do not want to be like the United States of America, where they owe trillions and trillions of dollars of debt. How are they going to get out of debt? Mm. Chances are they're going to raise the Social Security age from 67, which is what full Social Security age is now if you were born 1960 or later, to 70. I have no doubt that they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. They're possibly going to decrease Social Security benefits because Social Security, as well as Medicare, is you know scheduled to run out of money within the next few years, probably 10 years from now. And with artificial intelligence absolutely taking over everything, less and less people will be working. Therefore, less and less people will be paying into the taxation system, which means more and more people are going to have to pay taxes to make up for the Mm -hmm. deficits. So don't put yourself in a situation where you think you have good money in a retirement account, but now it's 50, 60, 70% to take it out. When I first started in 1980, Right. That's when the top tax bracket went from 90 percent to 70 percent to 50 percent to the 37 percent where it is right now. Don't think it can't go right back Mm. up again. So make the most out of your money and do a Roth retirement account. Can you transfer your regular retirement to a Roth at any point? You can, but any amount that you transfer will be taxed to you as ordinary income Mm. in the year that you transferred it. So if you're not in a high tax bracket, you have a little bit of money in there, two, three, four, five thousand $5,000, transfer it. But if you have more money in there, just consult somebody, a tax person, or go online and ask the chat box, you know, chat GBT or whatever it may be that's free, about it, but be careful because it is taxed to you. If you work right now and you have money in a traditional retirement account with your employer, just go to your HR person and tell them that your new contributions, you want to go to your Roth retirement account. Mm -hmm. Starting this year, your employer contribution can also go in to your Roth retirement account. So many people, Nellie, made the mistake thinking they had to go into the traditional 401k, for instance, to get their employer match because the employer match had to go into a traditional 401k. No, you could have done a Roth 401k and the employer match would still have gone into a traditional. So you would have had two. So that's what I would tell you for those of you who are younger 
I'm just going to give you this one example. And if this example doesn't move you off of your hiney, <laughs> then nothing will. You're 25 years of age and you put $100 a month, every month into a Roth IRA. And remember everybody, any amount of money that you put into a Roth IRA, you can take out at any time without taxes or penalties whatsoever, regardless of how long that money has been in there or your age. So your original contributions, you can withdraw at any time. So you don't have to be afraid about locking it up. All right. You put in $100 a month every month for 12 consecutive months, and you do so every month until you are 65 years of age for 40 years. With average market returns of about 12%, one year maybe the market goes up 30%, maybe one year it goes down 50%, but over 40 years, let's just say you average a 12% annual average rate of return you would have $1 million in your Roth IRA. But you think you are so young, you are so sexy, you are so hot, you want to go out, you want to have a good time, and you figure 100 a month is only $1,200 a year. For 10 years, that's only $12,000 difference. I'm going to start at 35 rather than 25. I'm going to have a good time for those 10 years. You start at 35 rather than 25, 30 years later, at 65, you'd have only $300,000. Those 10 years cost you $700,000. And that is because of the compounding of money. When you put money in somewhere, that money makes money. Then the money that made money makes money. It compounds. That adds up to $700,000 in this example. Wow, that is an incredible number. And I just can't even believe it. That's, that's incredible. Going back to retirement with what we're seeing with inflation. How could we possibly know? It used to be that we knew how much money do you need by the time you retire. But I'm looking at what we're all paying for food, what we're all paying. I, I, I just go, I don't know how anybody's doing it. It's yeah. so much money. I think what you have to know is that we have a few problems when it comes to the food we eat in that regardless with inflation or not, let's just say inflation hadn't happened because the feds made mistakes and everything happened there. We are going to have, in my opinion, a food shortage. You cannot have the war in Ukraine going on, which is the food belt of the world with all the grain fields having been destroyed or being blocked from going places, water shortages and now floods and everything happening and expect that food is going to be as plentiful as it used to be. That's number one. Hmm. However, with that said, what is happening now, which is really almost more dangerous, is that the Fed in order to fight inflation, they kept raising the Fed funds rate. When the Fed funds rate goes up, that means interest rates on your credit cards go up, your home equity lines of credit go up, on 
everything, including your savings, which was helpful to those who were already in retirement and wanted interest on their savings. But that they overheated up. And then because of many circumstances, and again, I explain it very carefully on one of my podcasts a few weeks ago, now we've had some major banks fail. Mm -hmm. Because major banks have now failed, and now credit is starting to tighten up because of that, because all banks are afraid right now, you're going to see people not being able to get a loan. Mm. Everyday people. I was just talking to a kid that was 22 years of age, bought a $28,000 truck, and he needed to buy because he's a worker and he had to put all of his materials in it. He had a 745 FICO score, but had to pay a 17% interest rate on this loan because the banks don't want a loan. They don't want a loan because now cars are going into default and repossession rates are higher than they've been forever. You're going to find it very difficult and only the elite few to be able to get a loan at a respectable interest rate. It's going to be very sad. So we are probably, in my opinion, in the next four, six months or so, going to go into recession, mm -hmm. which will only tighten things more in terms of credit. Amazon laid off 9,000 people. Google laid off, you know, Microsoft, another 10,000. It's now going to start to hit the service industries because people are going to be able to stop travel and everything eventually. So inflation will probably come down. However, there won't be as much money, no matter what. So this is the time that you have to live below your means, but within your needs. Just because you want something, and just because you have the money right now to buy it, doesn't mean that you should do so. If you have credit card debt, and all you're doing is paying the minimum on every payment due, you are in serious financial trouble already. So your number one priority is to get out of credit card debt. If you don't have an eight-month to 10-month emergency fund, you need to start working on that. If you work for an employer because you don't have one extra penny from your paycheck, you should ask your human resources to go to securesave.com, which is the company that I co-founded, which is one of the very first employer-sponsored emergency savings plans for employees. You tell your employer you want to take $25 per paycheck. They match whatever you've decided to take out of your paycheck. Most employers match 3 to $5. That's a 12% return on your money. It goes into an account for you that is FDIC insured. You can access it anytime you want. It doesn't cost you anything. You can get it with a push of a button. You leave your place of employment, you can take it with you. But for the first time ever, you might have $400, $1,000 saved. And that's how you start. But you have got 
to start doing those things. How do you start doing that? I said you have to live below your means, but within your needs. If it's not something that you need, you can't buy it. When you go to buy something, ask yourself, is this a want or is it a need? Mm-hmm. Want is you want to eat out at a restaurant. A need is you need to buy food at a grocery store. Just that simple. If it's a want, walk away. If it's a need, okay. And next, can you just get as much pleasure out of saving as you do spending? Your fancy clothes, your jewelry, your cars, whatever it is, impresses nobody. It hurts you. It hurts you. Susie, let me ask you something, though. A lot of people, because in the pandemic, we got money, think that if a recession comes, the government's going to bail us out or they might pay our student loans. So people are not saving. Can you explain to everybody? I mean, the government can't keep giving us money forever and ever. You just said they have trillions of dollars in debt. What should we be expecting in a recession? You should be expecting that nobody's going to help you but yourself. That's what you should be expecting. It's just that simple. You will never be powerful in life until you're powerful over your own money. How you think about it, how you feel about it, and how you invest it. Just that simple. Susie Orman, thank you so much for teaching us all how to become incredible money makers, money savers, money investors, and just people that put ourselves first and that are empowered to grow and to live a very abundant, beautiful life. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Nellie, I just want to leave with one last thing, which is if you don't have the money that you want in your life right now, you have got to go within to see why you are doing without. You can never, ever, ever solve a financial problem with money. You and your money are one. So you have to go within to see why you are doing without. Thank you so much. Moneymaker is a production of Money News Network. Moneymaker is written and hosted by me, Nellie Galan. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Thanks for listening. See you next time.